Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is Jay Swords. This is the podcast extension for ROI Show 546. Our guest today is Emily Schmidt, a hot dogger for the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And we're going to be talking about the wonderful Wienermobile. Our history buffs today are Rick Sweet and Terry Toppler. Terry, start us off. Okay. Uh, Emily, you talked about the Wienermobile being a PR firm on wheels. So as mm-hmm. an experienced hot dogger... Um, how will these PR experiences uh, benefit you in your next endeavor? Yeah, um, so I think, first of all, I studied English in college, and so I didn't really know a lot about marketing or PR. And so even just this, you know, the, the two weeks we had in Hot Dog High where I learned how to pitch our events to media and how to talk to people on media and, like, convey a story, uh, our mm-hmm things in communication that I think will really benefit me no matter what I go on to do. Um, Aside from that, I also have become much better on the phone since uh, getting this job. I call hotels regularly to make sure they have parking for us. I I call event contacts to make sure details are in line for our events. And so I think just that precise communication is really going to show up in whatever I do next. Rick. Emily, uh, you mentioned in the introduction that there's 2,000 applications for what you're doing, uh, mm-hmm. and then they pick 36 and only 12 are, are make the final cut. Are those 36 the ones that go through the training, the obstacle course, the lessons, et cetera, et cetera? And, and uh, how do 24 people fail? How do they not make the final cut? How did you win over those other 24 people? Yeah, so actually only 12 people go through the training process. 36 applicants make it to the second round of interviews. Um, And so then from that 36, they choose 12 to go on to be trained. Does anybody Um, fail? uh, In the training, any of the 12 of us? Yes. None of of us in the training failed. uh, They work with you to, you know, make sure you're doing well in terms of uh, driving is a really big part, but even just um, making sure you feel comfortable like traveling. Uh, and it's kind of like a learn-as-you-go sort of thing, too. And so, you know, you may struggle for the first couple weeks, but once you kind of get, like, you know, really behind the wheel, you um, you kind of have to get going and, and learn as you're doing it. You know, Rick, I have to say, this is the second question you've asked about failing. Are, are you wanting to start a cottage industry of, of counseling failed yes, hot dogs? I, I want to get those 24, and here's why you didn't make the wiener. <laughs> um, Emily, you talked about um, your, your marketing and all of that, and I, you know, I don't know how often you've done radio interviews, but you're really good at it. Um, so, so I'm I'm just interested of how often do you find yourself on the radio, on a television? Um, we have something here in the Quad Cities called Paula Sands Live, which is kind of the local, um, you know, Quad City beat sort of thing that that does a lot of this yeah. kind of stuff that I've been on a couple of times uh, working with Renaissance festivals. So, how often does this sort of thing happen, and and is that experience? scary did it used to be scary and it's not anymore is it really exciting what do you think about being on the uh the other end of the microphone like you are today 
Yeah, um, I think so. This is actually one of this is like the first kind of podcast radio that I've done. Um, at least this type of show. I think I've, we've done like smaller bits on radio. I think the scariest um, moment for me was it was our first uh, market. We were in South Bend, Indiana, and a guy showed up with a TV camera and was like, I'm with ABC7 and I'd like to interview you. And that was really, really intimidating. I had to hold a mic. I was fresh out of hot dog high. And as I um, have done more and more, I'd say we're on media at least once or twice a week, even if it's just like a newspaper interview or something like that. So I can, you know, write my responses. But um, as I've done more and more of these, um, what's nice is that my experience and uh, being able to connect with people makes for even better stories. So early on, I was just talking about the Wienermobile generally, but now I feel like I can tell specific instances of I saw this impact or I met this person and that really feels um meaningful to tell to people i also want to mention you said you're from atlanta i can detect Mm -hmm. no southern accent do they do they train you out of your accent when you're at hot dog high (laughs) they they don't i don't know i think um i think if other people put on a southern accent i definitely put it on if i'm calling to a group of people i'll usually call them y'all and that'll give it away. Um, but I, I kind of have a run-of-the-mill American accent, I guess. <laughs> You're in Minneapolis, and you say y'all? <laughs> for sure, do, for sure? Yes. Yeah, I do. It, it has more impact there. <laughs> yeah. Terry. Everyone kind of turns their heads. You know? <laughs> so, Emily, you mentioned about the Wienermobile going like 16,000 miles, 30 cities. So, how does a city apply uh, or an organization apply to get the Wienermobile to come to their city? Yeah, so you can go online at oscarmeyer.com backslash Wienermobile, and there will be a request form there. And the great thing is anyone can request the Wienermobile. It can be for a birthday party. It could be for, you know, your grocery store, for your parade. Um, and there's no guarantee, but we get a lot of requests every year. But if we're in the area and something makes sense, like, you know, you're having a hot dog cook-off and there are Oscar Mayer wieners there, it's kind of a no-brainer. So we have a coordinator in Madison, Wisconsin, and she decides all of uh, all six Wienermobiles schedules and routes. Rick, there's there's a job, a job perhaps I, an thinking, opening, an opportunity. I'm thinking, I'm thinking once the board of directors fires me, that's where I'm going. Uh, this is this is a mechanical question for that uh, poor schmuck who had to find some place to haul the Wienermobile away when it broke down. Who builds yeah. a, who builds the the, the Wienermobile and what kind of chassis is it sitting on? Yeah, so they're built by a company called Spevco. And they're down in North Carolina, and they are custom-built, so it's a forward boxcar chassis, so kind of like a UPS truck or a big mail truck. And then we have a Chevy engine in between the front two tires, and that's a V8 Vortex. So we can haul bun. (laughs) (laughs) Haul bun. Yes. (laughs) Hot dog as they go down the (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Emily, I'm interested, I was going to ask the question about whether, you know, who coordinates all of your travel and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, because you're trying to get the biggest bang for your buck, um, you guys are probably spread all out, all over. Are there ever situations where one would see 
all of or at least a, a you know a sizable chunk of the fleet in one place i'm thinking of a of a you know a fourth of july parade or something in a, in a big city where you might be able to pull something like that uh together yeah i think less in terms of events there are probably not of instance, a lot of instances where multiple wienermobiles will be at one event but i always tell the people of madison wisconsin since that's our home base they are some of the only people who will see multiple wienermobiles and what's funny is because they see that kind of often it's not very special for them but so to see five wienermobiles you know going down the road is not a very common occurrence and so <laughs> madison wisconsin is your best bet we sometimes have overlaps in cities i know our east team and our central team were just in cincinnati together but that was a quick quick stint as well so uh it's rare but uh it does happen i just want to see you know either in macy's or the rose parade i just want to see the fleet yes. there i think you yes. should pass that on to your coordinator no. you should try to get that and and actually wouldn't a rose wienermobile be just <laughs> perfect you know, that would be perfect. incredible. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, I, maybe I'll, I'll get on the app and uh, throw that out there. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, Terry. So Emily, with the thousands of miles you have traveled in the Wienermobile, I would mm -hmm. assume there'd be maybe one or two surprising things that have happened on your journey. Mm -hmm. Can you talk yeah. about one or two? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, one, I, this was early on in my stint too. I don't think I really knew how desperate people would be to take pictures of the Wienermobile, but, uh, we were on the road, we're going 70 down the highway and someone stood up out of their sunroof and <laughs> took a picture of us. Oh, I can imagine And that, yes. they were almost fully on the roof of their car. And I was like, I was driving at the time, I believe, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Like, Had to be Iowa. You know, Had to be Iowa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was a pretty surprising moment for me. Um, but then we've also had a lot of people who come up and kind of have fan art of the Wienermobile. I had, oh, um, that's outstanding. Like, he, he has like a giant... Uh, canvas. I want to say I, I don't even. I think it's like three by five feet of the Wienermobile, and he has people sign. He has hot doggers sign it, and so I think the the love for the Wienermobile. I, both those scenarios capture this. It has been the most surprising thing to me. Like I knew it was a beloved icon, but <laughs> I don't think I realized until I was sitting in it how beloved it was. <laughs> hey, Rick, wow. <laughs> Really, really, uh, Terry asked the most the surprise that you've seen. Is there been a disappointment in your five months? Um, I wouldn't say any major disappointments. No, I think I'm more disappointed, honestly. If I'm driving the Wienermobile and I'm next to a car, and either they don't see me, I'm I'm sort of sad when that happens. You know, someone's distracted, they don't, or you know, someone's out on the road and they can't see us uh, because they're looking somewhere else. Or if someone acts like they're a little too cool to look at the Wienermobile, I think that's really funny, honestly. 
Um, and so they're trying to act like there's not a big hot dog and they don't want to look at it or something like that. And I'm like, it's okay to think it's cool. Like, I think it's cool. Like, so no huge disappointment. So you're not a, you're not allowed to throw a wiener at <laughs> throw, these people. Throw hot dogs their, out of the bun, of the, the bun yeah. hatch. Or the bun. Yeah. <laughs> not do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily, I get the honor of asking the last question. And, and so I'm just going to follow in the theme. Um, what has been, if you can think of, you know, one or two instances, or maybe you want to clump a bunch together, what's been the mm-hmm. most touching or the most emotionally um, charged kinds of things that have happened while you've been a hot dogger? Yeah. Um, so we often talk to a lot of children, and they they really like that it's a big hot dog, especially little kids. Every now and again, we will meet a kid who, and it's usually, honestly, like boys around ages like 10 to 12. And mm-hmm. so they haven't really, you know, they're, they're really excited to see the Wienermobile. And they stand by our tent or sit in the Wienermobile with us for, I, I've had two boys sit for like two hours with us. And they just <laughs> ask question upon question. And they're so excited. And at the end, they'll say something like, I want to be a hot dogger when I grow up. <laughs> and it's so lovely because they are so happy. They ask a lot of questions about our personal lives and then also about the hot dog. And uh, at the end, we usually give them, you know, if someone really, like, takes the time to talk to you, we give them, like, a Wienermobile Hot Wheels. And you can just see their the joy on their face. And uh, I think it's those moments of, like, I really feel like this kid connected with us. And um, I think he'll remember this for a long time. And, like, those childhood memories are um, something that I think are really impactful in the Wienermobile. All right. We would like to thank our guest for this 546 show, Emily Schmidt who's a hot dogger for Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile. And we have been talking about the wonderful and beloved Wienermobile. The history bus for today's show were Rick Sweet and Terry Toppler. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. on Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you can find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to get a decade worth of ROI shows. And you can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at Station KALA, St. Ambrose University.